who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hello and welcome to IGN UK podcast number 273. My name is Gavin Murphy and I'm joined by Daniel. Hello. Cooper. How are you? I'm all right. Excellent. Good. That's Smooth like intro. Brilliant. And also Luke Carmali. Is this the first time we've ever done this with this dynamic? I think it is. I think, I think it is so the first three. How many permutations are there of the IGN UK podcasting now? Lulz. Let's do that. Let's do some quick maths. I'll work this <laughs> there's out. Quite, there's quite a lot of them. <laughs> are we seriously uh, going to do this? I'll do it It'll take within the hour. Okay, Within right. the hour. Don't put too much pressure on. Oh, right, doesn't it depend go. if we're a, a, a three-hander or a four-hander? We're always three-handers now. Oh, are we? Yeah. yeah. Well, that shows how long it's been. Why you were well, four, you you recently? Uh, and also, just because you're not on it doesn't mean you can't listen to it. Yeah, it's true. I, I so, always listen to it. Obviously, we're well, all three-handers. Uh, yeah. What? Anyway, oh god, <laughs> Bloodborne, it's out. It at, is at last. It is. What do you mean at last? <coughs> well, it's been a while, hasn't it? Well, they only announced it last June. Really? Yeah. yeah. Are you three? And oh, then boom, it's quite short. It's already out. Yeah. By most standards, it's first guess. Yeah. Mm. Well done, them. It's out and it works, which if something is announced at E3 and it comes out, you'd expect it to be not working. Yeah, so um, it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also rather good. Yeah. So um, should, we, should we go around the table and talk about our history, if any, with um, previous From Software games? Because I can't want to refer to this as a Souls game. It's not really, but no. it is obviously related. Experience and also our first experience with Bloodborne. Yeah. Well, I came to Dark Souls like really, really late um, because it was one of those games where I, I kept meaning to play, but everyone kept going on about how hard it was. And then I sort of started playing it kind of in secret um, and got really, really into it. It is absolutely solid. And for someone who's rubbish at games, it, it, it can be quite frustrating, but not in a, like, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm not, not in an unrewarding way. Like, if you, once you finally click within, you get past a boss that you've been on for ages and you absolutely demolish him it's so satisfying and Bloodborne for me is exactly like that I never finished Dark Souls but 
I will I will definitely finish Blood Bowl. You definitely will. You yeah. said it here a bold on the podcast. Claim. You've said it here on the podcast. Gav will yeah. finish Bloodborne. And I spent about three hours in the first area of Bloodborne yesterday. So <sighs> Yeah. Um, what about you? What about you, Luke? So I um, started with Demon Souls and I bought that on a whim, not realizing what I was letting myself in for. Played I tried it for like about two hours or something. Couldn't do anything, found it too difficult, was like, no, done. And then once it started kind of garnering a lot of acclaim, I was like, oh, you know what, I should give this a go. So I went back to when it. everyone started saying it was good. Yeah, yeah and yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, I've clearly got poor taste. I, I played it before you all thought it was yeah, good. Exactly, so. I was the original guy. So yeah. <laughs> as t- what Tilly did for Banter, I did for Demon's Souls. Oh, um, and we'll so, get into that in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> so basically I, I, did, I tried again. Didn't get very far. Bo- beat the first boss. Um, Phalanx. Yeah, w- yeah, with the guy with the shields. And then I did the... Um, uh, I think there was a giant spider thing that kept killing me at some stage. And that was when I was just like, nope, there's other stuff I've got to play. So that was it. And I then skipped both Dark Souls games because I was like, you know what? This probably isn't for me. I don't have the temperament. And then I came to Bloodborne again. So what's changed? What's changed is that I thought I was older, wiser... And better than I was before. And you know those things. No, as I absolutely I was, no. as was really proven to me last night when I when I played. And also the conversation that we had this morning because we were talking about <laughs> it. Like I only I think I maybe played about like four or five hours of it, something like that. Yeah. Um, but it seems like I've got a bit further than you. I feel <laughs> like it's I, probably I quite, feel, quite moderate. I feel moderate. like you're not even moving forward. Um, so just to, just to give everyone an idea of what what happened, I. I came in after my first 20 minutes, really excited, because I'd found the first, like, waypoint. I, are we calling them waypoints? Lamps. Yeah, Lamps, yeah. yeah. I found so the... They're similar to the bonfires, but yeah. not quite. They're less frequent and also have different properties. You can't yeah. rest at them. But so yeah. so I, I came in after my first 20 minutes. I'd only played for 20 minutes. Um, and I was like, found the first lamp. Oh, I am bowling through. I've got this. I've got this. <laughs> and then last night, I played it for, I think, three hours straight. Um, and by the end of those three hours... I hadn't really moved forward. I'd seen a lot more of the world. I'd lost about 10,000 blood echoes, um, which are what souls are in this game. Um, And I I haven't actually opened up any new paths or gotten anywhere. So really, I had two glasses of wine and just watched a Jim Jeffrey stand-up show because I thought, why not? Because that's easy. Well, I I think that's why I just say in strategy, guys. That's my level. Um, (laughs) It stuck. um, Pour yourself a nice um, Pinot Grigio. uh, Uh, No, it was a red. Ooh. Pinotage. Well, <laughs> that's you? why you listen to the IGN UK podcast for wine recommendations. There you There'll go. be more at the end of the show. Um, How long have you put into Bloodborne so I've far? I've played about 15, 16 hours. Okay. Um, again, I came to Dark Souls quite late. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I hate, fucking hate people who bang yeah. down about Dark Souls, like mm. evangelists. Mm. Like, oh, you, you, don't, you don't play Dark Souls. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, you, you like video games you and you don't play Dark Souls. So, um, That's why I do. So, excuse me, I'm just going to go off and um, laugh yeah. at you. Uh, <laughs> I was like, have you heard the good news? I was like, oh, it's bore off. It's, you know. Yeah. And I played um, Dark Souls, got to the Taurus Demon. It's died like five times. I thought, oh, mm. I can't do this. Yeah. Um, and then I came back a year later and on Saturday Night Free, I went, fuck it. I'm going to absolutely do this. Yeah. And I eventually um, beat him. And it kind of just opened up and I got better, got better gear. I got used to parrying and 
something clicked. It didn't become easy, no. but I definitely understood how to um, manipulate situations to my advantage. Yeah, yeah. So going to Darks, um, going into Bloodborne. Um, it's so good. Like, I like, really good. like the combat is different. You know, you can read more about the specifics on site. It's faster. Yeah. Mm. It encourages you, you more enemies surround you. It's yeah. about crowd management. Like, and Definitely. dividing the crowd, picking people off, but also, also being aggressive. Because yeah. you're, rewar- yeah. you're rewarded for being aggressive because mm. you can get your energy back, um, your health back if you get hit. I haven't there's mastered a, that. There's a short I've window. I've kind of got it accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you just got to go for it. But then yeah. also you've got to like really size it up because if you're alert to die, um, close to dying, mm. it's not worth risking it no. because you just get one-shotted at that That's point. That's again yeah. something I need so to So But I actually found... I don't know. I, I didn't find it too difficult. Like, but what I would say to anyone playing for the first time is really explore um, the environment, check all down alleyways, speak yeah. to many people. If you can find Smash NPCs, find NPCs. You're not going to find anything in barrels, but no. you might find different routes and yeah. stuff. And don't want to say any more specifics about the world because I think partly is you know there's a reason there's no map. There's a yeah. reason there's yeah. um, not a tutorial beyond press L1 to attack. <sighs> or transform your weapon yeah. it's because the satisfaction <clears throat> comes from piecing together the world the yeah. story and also like different tactics now as well I think it really rewards you for coming up with your own ways of doing things yeah. like right at the beginning it's not a spoiler but right at the beginning you get to a section where everyone is just there's a lot of enemies maybe like 15 enemies something like that yeah in congregating like, yeah, in the town around one I love how you say that's on. right at the beginning the amount of times I did I did that about <laughs> 25 times well, last no, you night got, you got through it quite a lot so like you're saying at the beginning is a bit different but, but, but this yeah. is the thing like when I first did that bit I was yeah. like you know taking it slow really easy and then as I got better you by said the end, you just run straight into the wall oh but now I can because <laughs> now I know I know all their patrols I know how to pull them I know and so that section I've nailed it. And I actually filmed a video clip and I was going to show you um, on my PlayStation 4. Um, But it's like, you know, it's definitely a learning process. Mm. Um, And I do feel more more equipped for the trials ahead. Good, because it's the rest of the bloody game. (laughs) You have to like really like draw them out, like because they're all around there. And it really reminded me of the beginning of Resident Evil 4. You know, when you're Leon and you happen upon that, like all these the villagers yeah. going yeah, crazy. Yeah. It it's really reminded smart. me of yeah, that. It's very... And there's even a bit where the um, there's even a bit where the clock chimes exactly like in Resi Four. Mm. That's obviously on purpose, isn't it? Yeah, and like I'm really intrigued by the story, like I was with Dark Souls, where I still months later we're finding out things yeah. where it's like I find one shield mm. and the description would totally change my perspective on an yeah. aspect of the game. And I do feel not confirmed because there's a long way to go, but I feel yeah. like there's lots of things happening in this game that I'm going to connect to a later point. Yeah. Like I have an epiphany. Like, again, not going to go too smiley spoilers because I wouldn't want to, like, take the enjoyment away from anyone. Yeah. But just to tease it for a lot of people who might not be, like, into it or, you know, there's a lot more to it than just Yarnum, yeah. the place that you've seen in all the footage. There's a reason from a really secretive because there's loads of cool stuff in their games. Yeah. But there's one point where later on, not that far in, like, 10 hours in, but still in kind of familiar se- sections like Yarnum, yeah. there's a guy with a bag and he killed me and I got kidnapped and I woke up in a completely different place. That's cool. And I had to find my way back. Oh. And it was terrifying because awesome. it was almost like an OP area. Like yeah. I was basically death gated. Everything there was like insanely powerful. Yeah. Like insanely powerful. Like I'd hit it once and it would take off like a millimeter of damage. Oh I was like, what if I never get back? Forever. What this, if I never what get back? this is the game what now? What if I'm stuck here? Yeah. Forever. Oh, f- Jesus. 
let's do let's talk about tips then. So going in, because, please help me. Okay, <laughs> I I think that the gun is the one thing that threw me. I really still haven't mastered start. it at all. I think I kind no, I haven't mastered it obviously because yeah. I played it for like five hours. But the thing that I've been using the gun for is when an enemy sort of lunges at you, if you can time it just right with the gun, you'll stun them and knock them back, and then you can go in and absolutely destroy them. Yeah. So what that is, I think so it's hard. called a, a it's it's weird. I think it's, it's slightly bigger window of opportunity yeah. than a parry a parry was really difficult and it used to very like yeah. really difficult like but by the end you could like if you got into it it was really useful yeah. it's, I think it's a bit more forgiving than that so if it yeah before an enemy strikes you you time um, a shot from your firearm yeah. they'll drop to their knees and then if you follow up with an R1 attack you'll do something called a visceral attack and if right, you look yeah. closely you don't actually use your weapon you're like you're shoving your hand into their chest and pulling something out. Ooh. It's like yeah, and you can do that. And also backstabbing is gone. Okay. But if you go around the back of an enemy and fully charge your R two attack, you can initiate a similar animation where you can do um, like a devastating visceral attack. Ooh, okay. But um, so tips. What I would say definitely is um, in terms of leveling. Mm. Put all your points into vitality and endurance or stamina, yeah. whatever it's called in Bloodborne. Yeah. Because skill, strength and stuff will become more important towards the end game when you'll find equipment that needs those attributes and scale accordingly. Right now... If 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 you need you need health, obviously, otherwise you'll get one shotted by stuff and it'll just be annoying. And you need endurance because you've always got a chance if you can swing your weapon. Yeah. So definitely pile all the points into those two um stats. Yeah. I think like drawing stuff out, using the pebbles uh to go into like a big thing picking up one person or two people. Oh, see, I've been using the, uh, that's what I've been using my bullets for. I've been using them to kind of bring people out. Yeah, mm. don't do that. Well, no, it works, though. Yeah, but then you waste your bullets, bullets that you can't have in attack. Yeah, but at the moment, I'm still in that earlier area where, like, there's gun people who drop bullets every five seconds, so I have no worries. Ooh, mm. I wish for those days. Yeah. <laughs> I wish for those days when they used, to drop, born. When they used to drop blood vials all the time. <laughs> you when know I've what? Got, when I've Ga- got- I do know I'm born because it happens every five seconds because I'm dying all the <laughs> when time. You're, when you're far from home, yeah. you've got a lamp in sight, and you've got one vial. Yeah. That's... And they're going, yeah, it's tough, mate. Well, yeah. I, I, I don't know how far I'm going to get, to be honest. <laughs> He's finishing it. He said it. <laughs> like, I've, got, I've got to, because I just, there's something about the world that instantly... I I like, me, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like the aesthetic. The reason I also got back in, into Bloodborne rather than the others, the aesthetic's much more appealing to me. Um, you know, I like the whole Gothic Victorian aspect of it. There's more colour I'd say yeah. if there's still not a lot of colour but there's more colour there's a wider yeah. range a wider palette and that's the thing though with Dark Souls, Dark Souls. well same with Bloodborne I think because right now I think a lot of people are saying your oh, Yarnum looks a bit yeah, oppressive yeah. and dreary it's true like it's like same as the early stages of Dark Souls yeah if you never get to the later stages of Dark Souls, you never get to see like the weird and wacky and wonderful yeah. shit that's in it like this yeah, crazy yeah. stuff in yeah. Dark Souls it's just the that stuff is the reward for the people who persevere. Just, the monster yeah. design already, or like you know, the enemy design is great. Have like you it guys, just the little yeah, the, well, there's, there's a reason for everything to be yeah. the way it is, which yeah. is amazing. And that's you know, it's a mixture of like um, oblique storytelling, environmental storytelling. Yeah. It just puts a lot on you. you. Say, well, if you want to know what's going on, yeah. You have to be like the detective in this world. You Just have to be thing, like I'm, almost like a kind of archaeologist, yeah. piecing together what the hell happened here. I mean, yeah. I'm still trying to figure that out. I'm still trying to figure out what the base setting is now at the moment. Yeah, I was looking on. at, um, I was looking, just looking around for what people. Have, I'm trying not to read too much about it. Yeah. I'm not going to read reviews or anything like that. But I was looking around, and there were some other like tips around from like rival websites, and one of them just really made me laugh. It was remember to charge your controller. 
Really? That, that's a tip, is it? That's up there with oh. by the fucking game. There is a reason for that, though, because the game doesn't pause if your controller battery dies. Yeah, so? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but, just, but don't think you can pause it. But also, like, pay your electricity bills yeah. as well. Yeah, don't get cut off in the middle. That's bollocks. Um, I think it's... Um, I am enjoying it. It is... It's different to any other game that I've played in a very long while, which is very yeah. nice. But I'm not that good at it, and I don't know if I have the threshold to bear with it. I'm going to try. I believe in you. You could do it. See, I, I don't believe in one me. amazing achievement if you finished it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not imagine how away. good you'd feel like finishing. Also, Bloodborne. there's nothing else out for PS4. So if you've got a PS4, get on it, mate. It's true. Well, I, so, I, I, I do want to do Type I, Zero as I, well. I've got to a boss now that's just doing my nutting. Yeah. I'm it's, watching, do, it's doing I, my nutting. Like, I hate when people watch you try and play something, but I was sort of like sneaking. I was doing my nutting. Like, just like, and also the best time I ever did it was the first time I did it. Oh, dude. I got it down to like a third of the health. Yeah. And it's just, it's this huge boss. Yeah. And it's just if you use all your resources, I have to go away and like grind again a little bit to get my blood vials up. Yeah, yeah. but it's I want to summon someone. Now. Have I'm you um, have you been having bloodborne dreams? Because I did last night. First uh, night I played it, and I've been I'm dreaming, I, I, I dreamed about <laughs> no, it. No, no, I haven't. I haven't had that for ages. Like I used to have like the Tetris dream that everyone talks about when you used to like dream about Tetris. I was dreaming about bloodborne last night, like dreaming about this bit that I couldn't do, and I did it. It was amazing. So. I, oh, just what? Just one tip for me would be, don't do what I do. I got very frustrated. Just don't be afraid to put the controller down and just take a minute. Because I got, um, like I was saying, I was just running into that area towards the end. I'm like, oh, I can do this bit, I can do this bit. Yeah. And you're just dying willy-nilly or yeah. just using up blood vials stupidly. And I'm still at that early stage where they're like giving them out like candy, so it's fine. But... You know, it's mm. still just don't get into that habit. Always be patient. Don't take risks. Yeah, and yeah. also like... Einstein said the definition of madness is doing the same thing and expecting a different exactly, result. Yeah. So if you're going to go in, stop. If he died, don't do the same thing again. Because exactly, I feel yeah. like you go, oh, I just, I'll, it'll be all right this time. It won't. Yes, like, I, you have to change your tactics. And it's more key with boss fights. Yeah. Because you've got boss fight, you just go again. You learn each move that the boss is going to do on you there and is, find out a way to dodge it or yeah. counteract there it. Is, there is that thing though, like it's like playing poker. And then poker, you just forget like, and you go, ah, oh, yeah, you just go on tilt. That's yeah. like, it's a really, really famous thing in poker where, you know, you just, you, you were losing. So you start, you, you keep yeah. doing the same thing again and again and again. I have that so much that, with Frongies. And like last night, that's what I, I, did. I got killed like four times in a row the exact same way. And I was screaming at myself going, what are you doing? Why are you trying to fucking do that? Do it differently. I ate that the, there, like, there was like one, there was one enemy that was really really tough in a corner and I was like oh, I bet there'll be good stuff if I go down there and I kill him and so I died and all of this I killed him nothing, nothing. Uh, that's, a, that's a joke absolutely yeah. that's that brilliant that. mm. that's an absolute joke because he's an enemy from a bit further into the game and I think right. it's there as an absolute joke just to go oh, you, you thought that was hard yeah. I'm not going to give you anything for that mate like, yeah. I would... and it's brilliant Like it, I, I definitely know that's definitely a sense of humour <laughs> well, <laughs> that, 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 that guy as well the out of me. He's also, horrible when he bites on your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bloodborne. Uh, I, I also have to say though, part of it, part of the enjoyment is, and why I will keep playing is because you guys are playing it, and because you know 
like the but chats about it. Are I think quite it's quite fun. amazing to be a yeah. part of a uh, from game while it's happening. Definitely, yeah. yeah, and be a part of that adventure together in the darkness. My scare is that I'm just going to be left behind. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're not going to keep up, we're going to we're going to ditch you. I'll just summon you all. Yeah. Take all your bullets. Oh no, he's used them all. He's <laughs> yeah. got shitloads of pebbles. <laughs> Great. It's Great funny you to say that. I do have twenty. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right then. So some of the cool things that have happened this week. So yesterday, the first image of Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Yeah. Was so this was um, Entertainment Weekly's exclusive. They yeah. had a little black and white snap of Jesse Eisenberg close up looking to camera with unsurprisingly a shaved head yeah mm. so no bald cap has nope. been used um, he's gone full method shaving his head yeah and it looks like if you look at his clothing look like he might be in prison yeah. it looks so, a little yeah, bit it's like white, yeah. it's just hard to tell um, or he could just be in casual um, no, so I, I think you're right. It looks exactly like an FBI sort of It does of look like a mugshot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so um, not much more to say, but it's the first time we've seen the villain apart outside of pap snaps yeah. of him like on set with a hoodie on. Oh, um, or he has like one of those, a scarf tied around his head, so he looks like well, a... Well, like Hetty Wainthrop. Yeah. yeah. I used to love him as he went This is great. It was filmed in Darwin, which is right next to Blackburn where I grew mm. up. So Nice. Yeah. Well, to be honest, though, if it is prison garb, that kind of goes against some of the stuff that we've been saying because I think... The way that it's, for me, that we, and we talked about it yesterday, like, see him in social network, I thought that's the kind of way they were going to go with Luther, and he's going to be this I sort of, like, you know, mega sort of billionaire. They might still, like, because what we said was, like, you know, if Lex Luthor was a real person in the 21st mm. century, he would have created Facebook. Yeah, definitely. Because it would allow him to have access to everyone's personal, yeah. intimate information. Yeah. And he would have a, he would have something on everyone. Yeah. And he can manipulate the world. Exactly. He could send subliminal messaging. It's such a great um, Lex Luthor kind of um, creation. Yeah. And But th- the same thing, you know, we live in a time of white-collar crime. Yeah. He might, you know, Lex Core so, yeah. exists... Is he like in a very kind of like oh yes, this is a satire on um, on white collar crime? Yeah, maybe he is in prison in the early stages. He gets out on a technicality or something. Yeah, I I, I hope it's not like. Oh, that. he's pulling I, all the strings from inside yeah, prison. Yeah, break him out. Yeah. Imagine that he's inside prison all the time, all the time, and then almost, they break him out. Almost like a um, Hannibal Lecter character. Yeah, it looks good though. I think like since when they announced Jesse Eisenberg, I was one of the a few people online. That I was like. It's really yeah. great casting. I yeah, think. I think it's like he definitely gives off that kind of like reticent, yeah. socially awkward genius, mm. which is obviously just a good way of playing a Luther. I think yeah. we've had Gene Hackman's Luther. We've had uh, Spacey. Yeah, and we've had the big loud shouty like yeah. megalomaniac Lex Luther. I think it's time for something a little bit different. I think that's right. Good. Also, the X-Files TV show, that's been confirmed. Really exciting news. So I think six episodes have been confirmed. They're going to do like a little sort of mini run of it. Yeah. I really like that idea. I love X-Files. Yeah. I can't get it's interesting for like network TV. They, they don't yeah. usually do that sort of thing. But I know. I think that's way better. I wonder what they're going to do with it though because obviously nothing is known about it at the moment but I'd love it to be like a little sort of mini series that's yeah. not talking about like the wider thing almost like a sort of murder I never saw the mystery. second film. Didn't you? No. It's not very good. Can it easily continue on from that? I hope not. No, I hope they, they're what? not going to do that. Right, okay. Um, I hope they're going to sort of take it out of everything that we know of the wider things and maybe they'll have little nods to it but it's going to be his own self-contained thing because why not? Like that's a really brave thing to do I think. Yeah. I'd, rather, I'd much rather Jay see Anderson that. and everything now. She is really good as well. Yeah. And I guess they've probably seen her in The Fall and gone oh she's really good in that. How many episodes of The Fall? It's not many. Quite sexy well. Yeah. <laughs> Luke? Hello. Um, Star Wars Battlefront is debuting next month. At long last we're going to see gameplay footage. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited for this. So that's going to be um, April the 16th to the 19th at Star Wars Celebration yeah. in Anaheim, Los Angeles, which is quite exciting. 
don't think it's in Los Angeles, is it? Uh, it's, it's in just Anaheim, California. California. Anaheim. Sorry. It's, California just, it's just south of Los Angeles. Oh, and close. It's Disneyland. Wow. Um, um, but yeah, no, I think it so looks... what would you want from the debut? What would be satisfying enough? What would you want to see? Would you want a trailer, gameplay, I extended, want, like... I'd like to see gameplay, yeah. and I think that... I don't really want to see any more Hoth. I think we've kind of... In lots of the promo art, they've been yeah. pushing Hoth, so it seems that we will get that, but I don't... I've not seen it in-game, though. No, I suppose. I don't... I don't know, it's tricky, because Hoth was obviously one of the ones that featured in the original games. I suppose there's an argument that says if you show how you've developed it and moved it forward, yeah. that could be quite cool. But by the same token, there are so many other yeah. opportunities out there. I, I do see what you mean. I feel like I've seen Hoth in video games quite a lot. Yeah, you know, it, it's... See something else. And it, it was in the earlier Battlefront. Um, so, you know... Where would you, where would you like to see? I, think, they, uh, I don't know, Have really? they mentioned that they're going to... I can't, I, like, I've completely forgotten when, what era is it spanning, but is it doing the new ones as well? I suppose they could, like, Because they could they really want. do it all. Do I mean, want, if yeah, they do yeah. the new ones as well, I don't know, because J.J. Abrams is there at the celebration. They could potentially use it as a segue into this is a new location we will be exploring in the movies. Yeah. And, you know, know. Yeah. That would be good. I don't think we're going to see things from a movie in... No, but, like, but for example, movie, like, though. just a, a setting, because obviously it's... Quite cool, but yeah, I'm up. I'm up for it though. I'm still really sad about Star Wars 1313 because I thought that just looked amazing. Well, you heard that there's mutterings that that has been repurposed. Really? No. Yeah, there's much. They just robbed all the good stuff. All, well, basically, all the assets have been taken and reworked into um, a different storyline okay. that fits in with the uh, Boba Fett standalone. Right. Um, and there's rumours that that is now we haven't seen the last of it. Good. That's rumours upon rumours. That's yeah. rumours upon yeah, rumours. We, we don't even know a Boba Fett thing's happening. No, exactly. Yeah, it just kind of seems like those those assets were so far along and they were so good. I I think it would but just the, be... But if that's what we saw way back when, it was a vertical slice, which is not is way before production. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's it's assets that are far along for... That a very We're well, not even a section that's in the game because a vertical slice is produced independent of the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a proof of concept. So it's like, while that was polished, that piece of software is meant to be polished because that's the thing that gets the game greenlit. Yeah, I guess so. So it's like, it's unrepresentative. Like, that's before other stuff even happens. I think, yeah, I mean, because the, the reaction was so good, it's one of those things that you'd hope that they would follow up because it, universally, I think people are like, this looks really cool. This looks like a nice yeah. new take. Um, you know, yeah. but I agree. Star Wars we, we're not privy to the yeah. inside stuff. Like inside, they might have had I nothing. Am. Yeah, they might have had nothing. They might have just gone, "Oh, this is cool." They, yeah. run, they run everything past past me, actually. Yeah, do they? And once you go, yeah, do it, do it. Give me a cheeky little WhatsApp. All right, Gav, how you doing? Do you like this? Should we carry on with it? Yeah, you should. It looks really good, actually. No, so, guys, pull 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 the money. You go, yeah, guys, <laughs> it looks really good. And then you get on the other phone, and go. Nah pull it what is Keith been up to what a mess get rid of it <laughs> <laughs> playing them that's me Eisenbergen yeah. it up um, also Jeremy Clarkson's been sacked yeah he's gone from Top Gear and BBC have sacked him finally so he hit some producer whilst they were out having a meal and uh, it's taken basically they got back to the hotel after a long day of filming yeah and um, he wanted hot food and the guy was like there's no hot food and um, he he Basically, verbally abused the guy, apparently. Racial slurs, apparently. For, yeah. For tw- r- r- allegedly. For 20 minutes, he verbally abused him. Get rid of him. Hitting him and then continuing 20 to be- minutes? Yeah. And then... Um, was he drunk? No, apparently. I don't think so. I think he was... 
they do do long shooting days, but uh, I didn't realise this producer has been. So did there. me and Rich the other day. Yeah, okay. When we we got back and they were giving us like pizza. Rich is not kicking off, is he? Well, <laughs> they've done. They I didn't realise they'd worked together for like ten years. Mm. You know, so these these are not too. He's not like, oh, look at this incompetent new guy. He's not yeah. Christian Bale being like, oh, da 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 da. Mm. It's very much, you know. <laughs> what did Christian Bale do? You know, he was like, oh, look at you, da 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 da. Is that not the, the thing? Um, it, this is a guy he knows, and they they've gotten on well, and yeah. he's just tempest afraid. But it's it's sad, but it's the complete right decision. Well, like, why is it sad? Clarkson's a dick. I I think the program as it is can't exist anymore but it's his own fault and everyone being like oh it's the producer's fault oh it's everyone else's fault no it's it's the producer's fault fault. he's hit it's it's Clarkson's fault (laughs) Clarkson acted like a bellend repeatedly and got away with it multiple times and then finally the BBC were in a position where they were like legally we cannot do anything other than fight. I think the way the BBC I called it for so well. long. Yeah. I can't believe also, it. Also, have, so have you read the statement? The statement is so groveling. It's like, yeah. oh, we haven't arrived at this easy. I would be like, if I was the BBC, I'd be like, uh, easy. we're just going to get rid of him. Like, he, we're not going to work with him anymore. You might as well just burn all your bridges with he, him. He assaulted yeah. another, another member well, of our staff. Of course, of course, of course. If you say that, they haven't done that because um, Alan Yentob, who's the creative director of the BBC, appeared mm. on Newsnight last night, asked, you know, could Clark ever come back? Sandals. Could could he ever come back? And he was like, uh, "Yes, you know, I think one day. Ugh. I wouldn't rule anything out, but you Absolute know, that's not crap. a discussion for right now." Yeah. No, you no. So you, the the only thing is, like, Top Gear makes the BBC a lot of money. Well, this is why right. this it's is gonna, they're going to get it's literally up, yeah. it literally is one of the biggest TV shows in the world. I know. Well, you were chatting as well about um, that's the world we live in. But they're going to oh. get they oh, are, so, so was CSI Miami. So yeah, they're, but they're going to get snapped up like by that, someone, though, so. and they're going to get snapped up by someone. But you were saying about James May's reaction outside his house. Yeah, this guy like um, doorstepped him, mm. and they were talking to him about um, the future of the show, and he said, "Obviously, I can't really speak to that because I've only just found out myself." And obviously, yeah. he's in contract negotiations as well so you can't really say anything but he said Top Gear works because it is the three of them they work together in quite a complex way that people might not understand and they said who could replace him because his yeah. rumours are Chris Evans and other people yeah. not like Chris Evans the other one mm. and he said as much as he's a dick I quite like working with Jeremy Yeah. so you know somebody an American network Netflix I'm sure someone yeah. will stump up the cash well, what do you, what I, do you take from the uh, what, what do you take from the we work together in ways you can't possibly understand like alchemy like, yeah, they've got a big cauldron. Black magic. Madman's knowledge. Yeah. Like in Bloodborne, they're like popping skulls and receiving insight and doing arcane magic. It yeah. makes no sense. Like when he said that, I was just a bit like, okay, get off your house. You've good, you have good chemistry that you've built up over years. Great. And, you know, one of you is the kind of like full man and all of this. But like, there is so that maybe, maybe like, I don't know how the show's put together. Maybe it is like them brainstorming. Maybe it's like they want to work together. Maybe they are mates. They yeah. probably are. Like, they are, yeah. They've done it for so long and they've like, Go around the world doing stuff. They'll they'll be pretty close as friends. Yeah, like people are they're all really wealthy. They'll get offered a, an amazing deal somewhere else. Like in America, they tried to relaunch an American Top Gear. I think it failed because everyone just watched the British Top Gear. Yeah, I'm sure like somebody would stump up the cash or again Netflix. Mm. Uh, I, what I don't quite understand as well is because well maybe they don't want to the, do it anymore. The rights to Top Gear because I know they kind of early on they had they did they had them or something, but I think they they were bought out. Oh, I'm not the sure. The show or something, but there was, there was something no, to do with that. because Top Gear existed before these three. Mm, but I it's think who, as part of the I deal, guess, they might have I got guess, some of the shares yeah. in the production company. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'd expect them to, to do something else. I mean, there was even talks of them going to ITV and doing a, a competitor. You know? I don't, I just, I'm fed up with Jeremy Clarkson. I think he's a terrible, terrible man. And not just for this instant, yeah. but all the incidents of him being, like his questionable race uh, things and 
quite, quite xenophobic ha, ha, bigots. Ha, ha, gypsies. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Have you seen that? Yeah. Let's do a lead thing. Ha, gypsies. Yeah, I'm glad it's been sat, but unfortunately, people who do bad things, it doesn't matter. I mean, I saw an advert today for KSI advertising Samsung. So, you know, he, it's all right to, for him to make, like, rape jokes. And Microsoft did drop him after that kind of stuff. Samsung gone, yeah, we love him. We don't care. Like, we literally don't care about some of the awful, awful stuff that he said. We'll get him advertising our tablets. It's different tricky. rules operate. It's terrible, yeah. Why are we in the middle area where we're not quite media enough <laughs> yeah. that we can have redemption offered to well, us every corner? I know. But in, yeah, like, well, I get fired if yeah. I smack someone. Exactly. In Poland the other day, we saw Mike Tyson's got on energy drinks. Like, who wants that? Who wants a drink? A drink endorsed by a man who beats up women regularly. It is quite... Not a, me. It's not, well, not me. I'll have a Capri Sun, thank you. <laughs> I'll have a Capri Sun. A Capri Sun and a sit-down. Thank you very much. What do you call that drink? Capri Sun. Capri Sun. All right, like, let's, let's just take one second. Okay. Reset your mind. Luke, what do you call it? Capri Sun. What do you call it? Capri Sun. I could say Capri Sun. I say Capri, Capri Sun. Sun. Yeah. But why do we say that when the name of the place is Capri? Is it? Is it yeah. named after a place? Yeah, I didn't Capri. know. I didn't know it's named after a place. No, but, but that's the thing. Like, I think everyone's got okay. So, I'm gonna write another word down. Carry on for a second. And okay. Just... <laughs> well, I don't know what he's writing. Mm, me too. And it, so, mm. I, but I think you're right. He needed. They, he needed to go. It was overdue. Um, and also, part of me thinks he might have just been acting out because he's yeah. been getting progressively more rambunctious. Right. As time has been going on. Right. Oh. Screw, screw Clarkson. I want to see this word. Yeah. All right. All right. It's the exciting part. I don't even know if I spelled it correctly. Um, well, that might right, help. Um, shut up. Luke, you're first. Escalop. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. No, no, that is wrong. But yeah. I know someone who says that, <laughs> oh, right, which okay. is nuts. Yeah. I would say... I don't even know. I think escallop is right, but I've always said escalop. Yeah. I always say escallop. escallop yeah. I say escallop. Escalop. Escalop. I say escalop. Yeah, but it's not escalop. No, it's not. What, as in like a web-based meal? Escalop. Do you ever listen to the Adam and Joe podcast? They used to do an entire section called Eggcorns, which is things that people have been saying wrong for years they didn't realise yeah. they were saying. I used to work with a girl and I had to proofread uh, a, a show Bible that she wrote for us once. Like It was like a Bible on how to run the <coughs> new show that I worked on. And... Um, she wrote, she said, oh, can you have a look at things? I read through it. It's a really, really long document. I was like, yeah, Corinne, this is really, really good, except everywhere that it says uh, Fortnite, uh, it must be a thing with a thing you've written Forknight, like F-O-R-K instead of F-O-R-T. She was like, yeah, Forknight. I was like, no, 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 no. It's Fortnight, isn't it? Like Fortnight. She's like, Fortnite every two weeks. Yeah, it is every two weeks, but it's not, it's not Fortnite. Though. You've got, you've de- honestly, you've got the signified. Yeah. But let's focus for a second on the signifier. Yeah. Um, like, well, yeah. yeah. There was one well, I did that with, but I can't remember what it is now. Well, yeah, well, that was a bit of a damp squid. Well, <laughs> finally, in the cool things this week, what else has happened, Krupa? Uh, final thing is um, Mission Impossible 5 Rogue Nation trailer actually mm. came out. They did that stupid thing of like, the teaser and then the full trailer day later. I hate that. Especially with that one. Like, yeah. I kind of um, turned a blind eye to um, Jurassic World because... Like Jurassic World. Because you like Jurassic World. I, I had a dream little, the other night that it was rubbish. A um, little bit of music. Um, yeah. That'll win it for me. Um, Mission Impossible 5 trailer. I, yeah. I really like Mission Impossible films. Yeah. I think they're really impressive. I think they do really good stunts. And I've got a 
I've got a thing for Tom Cruise running. Yeah. I think he looks really good when he runs. Really? I think he looks really shit when he runs. I think he looks brilliant when he runs. <laughs> we'll we just do well, a super cut and we'll mate. settle this once and for all. We need to talk mate. about this bit more in the Tom pub. Cruise running. Yeah, Tom Butler, um, who obviously died once he left the podcast, yeah. is a huge fan of um, Tom Cruise running. Really? Yeah. No. What have you got? He what? runs like he's never run before. <laughs> and it's the first time that That's he's ever run. That's why he's run. good. <laughs> And he's running away from a freaking sandstorm yeah. and makes it. What's your problem with him? Actually, just... It fi- looks good. Also, he's on the side of the plane when it takes off, yeah. and he did that in real life. That's mm. well good. Finally, uh, that is a good insight, trailer. Insight. But my favourite trailer from Shut this week up. has been Maggie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is a lot of people have said... Like, I saw a lot of Game Insights reporting now going, uh, once, one, what are they doing? Is he playing like, Thatcher? Leave films for us, please. Like, mm. you've picked games and just games. You just cover them. We cover everything. This is big boy shit, all right? <laughs> Um, but Maggie, it's called, and it's basically like The Last of Us, like sort of post-apocalyptic, like zombies going on. Uh, but it's Arnold Schwarzenegger playing the Joel figure. Oh, it looks awesome! That's a bold. It move. looks so good. He's not really. It's not really the Last of Us movie. He just looks like that. It oh. looks really good though. It looks really dark. It looks like The Road, but with the man from Predator in it. So that's good. <laughs> the man from Eraser. Mm. So. Well, this is Eraser. Those are some of the good the things. That have no, happened this a razor. week. Oh, Eraser. Eraser. Okay. The film. Good. The film Eraser. I just said how good we are covering films. Mm, but we should also cover music, is my point. All right. So some of the rubbish things that have happened this week. Zane Malik leaving One Direction is possibly my lead. But yeah, that sucks. But, you know, we're not talking about that, apparently. Why? That didn't make the cut. Well, well you, you could have put anything whatever you wanted. I can't put anything I want in. Of course you can. That was, the offer was there. <laughs> right, well... Why are you you upset about Zane leaving? I think he's done the right thing for himself. I think he's done the right thing for his relationship. But I don't think those boys will recover. I just don't. I do. He's the hottest and he's the one with the best voice. Well, one, he's not the hottest. Well, he is, Gav, so let's let's not discuss that. Well, I want to talk about Batman for... Okay, fine. Hang on a minute. uh, Well, look, he is, he's the hottest and he's the best singer. And um, I feel very, very sorry for Whatever you. people think about One Direction, I personally went go-karting with them once, and they're shit at go-karting. So that's the most important thing. <laughs> and, back- and they knew it. And they knew and it. They, and they knew it back then. <laughs> and, and they, they know, know it now. <laughs> and that's probably why he's left. Because yeah. I <laughs> lap Zayn Malik. If you, oh. anyone ever sees them in public, you go, you shit at go-karting, <laughs> Gav Murphy says so. Yeah. And then run away. If you, vi- if you vine me that, then we'll get married. Oh. Good. Batman. Batman. That's tabled. Yeah. Um, Batman Arkham Knight delayed once again. Mm-hmm. Um, I have absolutely. I think with when this. they announced it, they yeah. hadn't started making it. I think <laughs> they like they announce it. It's going to be out. Yeah, going to be out in October. Mm. Three weeks later, it's like, oh, maybe we'll do it later because. <laughs> Push it back six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we thought they were doing. Mon- we thought Montreal were doing it. <laughs> Montreal thought Rocksteady were doing yeah. it, and yeah. October soon, so um, yeah. it got pushed back again, like three weeks or so. Okay, it's not a massive move. No, but I wonder, like, what, what three weeks isn't much. Yeah, I wonder when you make the decision as well. I don't know because it's obviously I think, has well, it, a big impact on lots of things. Like, yeah, but then I, I really like what they did, and actually, Project Cars has just done that as well because mm. they've they've just been delayed for like mm. the millionth time. Mm. But they've started doing a thing where they go, "We've delayed it." Here's another trailer. Yeah. Here's some yeah. more gameplay. Here's Stop making all here. these trailers and work on the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're wasting your time. Yeah, and oh, this bit looks really good for the, um, the trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's gameplay trailer. It's all you've Leave got. Leave it in the game. Leave it in the game. <laughs> it's literally all you've got. Yeah. Like, but that's what that's what Arkham Knight did as well. So they released another. Actually, the game. gameplay footage that came out this week is what I saw way back in like 
last year when it was first announced. That's yeah. what they showed behind closed doors. Okay, okay. Yeah. So they've had that for ages. Mm. And they just polished it up. It was like um, it's like seven minutes of footage him like flying around Gotham after speaking to um, Gordon and okay. then going to Chinatown and taking down some thugs Ooh, I didn't in see the that. Batmobile. It's like seven minutes of gameplay. Cool. And they've polished it up a lot, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still the same. In um, awesome. Well, I've got no problem with them delaying a the game. If they're going to make it better, then they make it better. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And there's mutterings as well about that um, Arkham Collection coming to be remastered, isn't it? I don't care about that. Just get on with this, but like, like it's the last one. In, you know, it's the last one in the Arkham trilogy, so I can sort of see. But that's what I love now: know. how everything we get is the climactic conclusion to the Arkham trilogy. They're not even trying to hide that Origins was an abysmal cash grab. It's yeah. just like it wasn't abysmal. It was a decent game, it's just bug ridden as well when it came out. No, but it's all right. Like yeah. it, it reviewed decently. It's not abysmal. That's really harsh. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not, not like I, I don't count it as one of the Arkham. Yeah, games. and I think yeah. that's how a lot of people regard it. Yeah. yeah, I just think it was a cash grab. I think the first time. I, I do really, really like the Arkham Trilogy, and I think the Arkham Knight is going to be great. But I was kind of let down. Like I, I saw it like a while back as well, a couple of maybe like, yeah, oh, almost a year ago now, where they took us into a room at Rocksteady, and they were like, "Right, Batman's going to face his toughest thing ever. All the bad guys in Gotham are, are coming together to take him down over one night." So I was sitting there going, "Isn't that the story for all of them?" Yeah. Like, I was going in thinking, Superman's going to be in this. Definitely Superman's going to be in it. And then they didn't he introduce might be. Superman. He might be, I guess. I don't know. I reckon, he will. I reckon he will be. Well, and he'll start like the new yeah. like Superman thing. Absolutely. Nah. nah no, 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 the Super, um, Justice League game. All part of the plan. All part of the plan. All part of the plan. Um, another bad thing that happened this week, I got addicted to a game called Pancake. Now, we were away with uh, our colleague from the US, Mitch, and he introduced us to this. What is pancake? Oh. I haven't heard about pancake. It's basically flipping a pancake with your iPhone. Like, just download it. It's free to download. You're an arm. You've got a, sauce, uh, a pan, and you flip a pancake, and how many times, it's how many times you can flip a pancake. It's so addictive. I was thinking about it last night when I was playing Bloodborne. <laughs> It's really annoying. That's probably me. why you weren't doing so well on Bloodborne. Yeah, probably, because I've got one hand on Bloodborne, one hand flipping a pancake. Download it, because it's free, but it's so infuriatingly addictive, and I don't know why. I'm so annoyed with it. Like, What's your highest score? 27. That's really good. I got yeah. 10 and then gave up. Really? Okay, yeah, I just yeah. thought... I'm it sounds not... kind of like Flappy Bird, only worse. It's not like Flappy Bird. Well, a waste of your life. It's so ridiculous. It's, it reminds me of like a WarioWare game. That's why I really yeah. like it, I think, because the WarioWare games, uh, the reason I love them is they're so ridiculous and stupid <laughs> and some of them are just like mind-numbingly banal that you can't help but love them and I, this is, I think this is why I like this. Like if you unlock a certain, th- every time you get a high score, for some reason, a uh, tattoo gun flies in and tattoos your high score on your arm. Uh, now I know why you like it. Yeah. Uh, there we go. That's <laughs> tattoos, isn't it? But also, you can unlock different things. Like you can unlock different pancakes, different arms. So you've got this little arm at the moment. It looks like a little chicken leg and a blueberry pancake. Um, but when you summon the blueberry pancake, it just chucks a load of blueberries on there and some of them just sort of roll around the pan a little bit. Yeah, I'm addicted to it. I, I, can't, I, I, really, I feel like this is a good thing that happens. Yeah, it not, is really good, but I can't stop thinking about it all the time. I've played it because I had 
We had a dream about it. You had a blood boil dream. I haven't, I haven't had a. Uh, I haven't just had a want pancakes. Dream. Yeah, I'd love a pancake. See, that'd be really good. Thank you. <laughs> um, the other thing as well. Uh, both of us have just read John Ronson's book and are now terrified of being publicly shamed. What's John Ronson's book about? It's it's called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Oh. And it's basically about you know something that happens now in the time of Twitter and things like that where something will happen. And there'll be a big Twitter storm about it where a lot of people will sort of get like a mob mentality and set upon someone. Ooh. And it's about the sort of repercussions of that. Even if the original um, offending tweet is misjudged, yeah. innocuous, taken mm. out of context and random. These yeah. good people who maybe have 20 followers, 100 followers, yeah. and they just become vilified and it ruins their entire life because... Yeah. They get sacked. They can't get hired because that's right. They'll be the first thing on Google, it's really if you sad, search yeah. your name, it ruin your life. Ruin it's really life. sad. It also makes you think about every everything tweet you've you ever do, done. Go, what? How will that be taken? Yeah, I've gone back and deleted maybe about 200, 300 tweets <laughs> that I've like put out. It's I do. Yeah. Well, every now and then I do tweet something. I'm like, mm, no, probably not that funny or something, and delete it. And I'm just like. We're not famous enough for people to screen grab our tweets or anything. But neither, this is the point, though. But, neither, but it's not, none of these, these people are famous people, being yeah. shamed. These uh, are people who've been extremely, extremely unfortunate. Yeah. And this thing could happen stupid. to... This is why a lot of this is just, like, capricious. Yeah. It, could, and it could just be someone else on another day. If somebody... You know, the person who retweets it, if that person t- has maybe 10,000 followers yeah. and they have a few other influential people, then it snowballs in a way that can never be foreseen. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, like mm. you just, um, you don't know. And it's like um, some famous ones in there that people probably- Justine Sacco about. is like a really famous yeah. one. There's the one of the ones that I knew Yeah, of, I, I followed that, that at the time. Yeah. She? So she tweeted uh, saying, just off South Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. Yeah. Just, just kidding, I'm white. Oh, yes, I Which is that. just a rubbish joke. It's a rubbish joke. Yeah. It shows a lack of... Oh, no, I actually think, mm. you know, it is a joke. Mm. Like, she's talking about white privilege <clears throat> yeah. and how, like... She's playing a stupid American. She's playing upon yeah. that character going, oh, I'm a stupid American. I only think you can get AIDS yeah. if you're black. But obviously, a lot, retw- lot of people like, don't see the yeah. what the, the crap irony in that yeah. and what she's going for. And go, I can't believe this woman. How stupid is this exactly, stupid American? Yeah, yeah. So these other people who see yeah, all Americans ones. are it, stupid have yeah. like, le- raised this level of mm. like... An absolute idiot who deserved to be mocked. Mm. So when she was on the flight, when she landed oh, yeah, on the flight, before getting on the flight, yeah, people were oh. like, "Oh my god!" Like, what is she gonna like? It's a Twelve-hour flight, three yeah. hours until yeah. she gets out on the other end, mm. and her life ruined. Yeah, she was fired. Ruined. And it, but it's, it's all about that. It's a really, really interesting book. It's done in, in quite a funny way. Um, it's, it's, it's very now, yeah. Through, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm terrified. And then the other crap bit of news this week, I guess, was the Kojima and Konami tiff that continues to continue. Yeah. I guess, um, which makes me a bit sad. What's actually happening? So originally, obviously, they took his name off everything, um, all the branding material for yeah. Metal Gear Solid Five and all of this, um, and they just changed it to a Konami game. Um, and then Kojima Productions um, was rebranded Konami Studio Los Angeles West or something like that. Okay. And then little by little... We've heard mutterings about them kind of, you know, they've issued a statement being like, please be excited for the next installment. We're going to see this through and all this. They haven't officially announced that he is parting ways with Konami, but they are starting to, they have posted job listings in which they are looking for new staff to start up a new series within Metal Gear. Yeah. Um, And then finally, yesterday, I believe, or today, Kojima Station was meant to air. And... um, 
they've cancelled it, and oh. there's no news about when it will return. I like Kojima Station. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's it's sad. I think a lot of people have said it's going to be good to see what he does without the constraints of a big studio. I actually think that's a bad thing. I think you need someone kind of holding the purse strings and kind yeah, of yeah, not not purse strings, but sort of just keeping it just. Keeping people keeping in on check, schedule. I guess. Well, I'm mean, not even in check, but I don't know. I, I can't like. I think there's something to be said for working within certain constraints. I know publishers. There are many negatives, but at the same time, you know, they do kind of provide you with a framework where there's yeah. a, a level of expectation. Yeah, um, I, I, I always, th- I like always when some of this going. I always think. Remember Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Mm. When he's working in the, with the studio very very closely. Seasons one, two, and three are really, really good. When they were allowed to go off and do their own thing and did the Netflix show, it was utter shite. Yeah, I still haven't watched it because I don't want to ruin that for you. Yeah, so Um, that's what it is. Maybe Kojima should sit down, take a look at Arrested Development season four. Well, segueing into the feedback of Andrew Monaghan, because he said, since the last time I emailed into the podcast and Alex more or less shooting me down by suggesting this would be Kojima's last Metal Gear game, given everything (laughs) going on with Konami basically trying to erase Kojima out of existence and more or less taking control of the franchise from him, is it a bad sign of Konami doing with the Metal Gear series what Capcom is doing with Resident Evil. Your fans are behind you, Kojima, whatever happens over the coming months and years, and Konami, <coughs> please don't squander 30 years of an incredible legacy. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I, they have the, the ability to be able to go off and do something with... They can't do a Metal Gear without Kojima. Well, they can. Well, they can. Really? Yeah. They did, they you, did you Rising, can, didn't you they? Can, you can do Spider-Man without Stanley. I feel like there's an issue here where... But Rising, for me, that's not... That could be any game. Doesn't have to be a Metal Gear game. This but it's within that. Yeah, it's true. But that, is, yeah. that shows how that universe can be adapted okay, right, yeah, yeah. by other people, and they bring something of what they're known for yeah. into that world to make it slightly different. Mm. And I feel like it's, video games, what been around for like 35, 40 years, mm. they still have some of the teething problems you see in other industries. So, yeah. for instance, comic books. I think that's a good one. Miyamoto, Kojima grew up in companies, mm. made games. <clears throat> have some sense of ownership but probably not total ownership of those characters yeah. because that's the deal they were on back then we create something you yeah. own it it's not mine even though I'm associated with it and obviously it's going to result in some kind of situations like this you know thankfully people like Miyamoto and Numa the Nintendo men for life because that's part yeah. of Japanese work culture yeah. this stuff happens more infrequently in Japan yeah. where people leave and stuff but you know ultimately this, these creations that make a lot of money are going to be owned by the publishers but we're transitioning to a point where you're going to have like you know Kojima's a huge name he could go somewhere else command big budgets from another publisher because he is like a Steven Spielberg of video mm. games and I'm sure he could do that I just don't want him to like go off and like make the film that he sometimes I'm telling you that's with. what's going to happen he's going to go off and make will. a film and it's going to be awful I don't know if he will with a keen soundtrack no. disgusting gosh um, I've got an email from Cal Barrett who's a long time listener first time emailer on the Facebook group we were having a discussion about why Chris thinks he brought the word banter back into the mainstream. None of us know the full story of why Tilly believes this, and even fewer actually believe him. Can you discuss the reasoning behind such a bold claim? Well, he's not here, and I don't know the story. So when And I don't believe whatever you're about to so say. So when yeah. Chris was at university, the University of York, in yeah. um, whenever he the was... The heydays yeah. of time. In the heydays of time. 70s. In, in the 70s. Um, <laughs> he, he had an afro. He he had a massive sideburns. And he went up to one of his friends and he went groovy. And he segued into... <laughs> no, so what would that have been? That was like two, early 2000s, mid-2000s? No, like 90s. 90s, got to be, isn't it? No. He was wearing a bucket yeah. hat listen, and okay, listening to Chris Oasis. Is born in 78. 
So he would have been so twenty years on that ninety eight. Um, so yeah, he would have been late late nineties. I think we're focused on I the wrong part of the story. Anyway, anyway, so mid to late nineties, Chris is at university. Okay, <laughs> how old are we saying Chris is? He's 37, 36, 37. Anyway, I know, I know that for a fact. We are folks on the wrong part. Anyway, of the yes. <laughs> anyway, he was at university yeah. and it was very anticlimactic. <laughs> Literally, him and his friends started saying the word banter. Yeah. He said banter in a pub context and it spread like wildfire. And soon it was propping up everywhere. And the other thing that Chris was the originator of um, was group of men um, embracing each other and singing Robbie Williams' Angels. Yes, that is another claim that he has made. That's utter shite. Um, um, next bit of feedback from... Oh, this is the same guy, actually. I meant to read this out when I was talking about X-Files, but I forgot. Oh. So, I'm happy to hear the news of the X-Files return. I'm guessing you are too. Well, yep, yeah, we talked about it. With only six episodes, do you think they should all be Monster of the Week? Yep. Or is there some room for the long, long-running mythology episodes in which we don't, which we were told the aliens were finally going to evade in 2012? I'm hoping for mainly Monster of the Week, but I don't want to forget about the conspiracy sent along. I think it has to be Monsters of the Week or some self-contained conspiracy because who the hell would watch that now and know about it like you would not attract any new audience at all I've Uh, also got another one from Royal Funkness Jonathan Gibbons what do we think Rockstar now working on do we think do you think we can expect a Red Dead sequel in spring next year or maybe even a new IP yep they're working on Red Dead sequel I reckon well I hope they are I think most likely Red Dead sequel but if they, they weren't they have muttered that they want that they wouldn't mind revisiting a Bully at some stage really mm. yeah. well one of the houses said in the interview he was like oh I quite like Bully um, I don't know anything for certain but they are you know they will be definitely working on Red Dead 2. That game was too successful for there not to be another one on next-gen yeah. consoles. But that said, GTA 5 and GTA, that platform has a hell of a lot. Well, it's not, it's not even live. It, they've not released any, um, you know, like Ballad of Gay Tony. They've not yeah. released any story DLC because I think needs to get heists out there because that was the promise. Yeah. There could be like spin-offs. There could be like there's loads of alien stuff in GTA Five. Oh, could know. be an undead nightmare type like <laughs> take. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like almost yeah, like a standalone. Yeah. You okay, can buy yeah. it. Um, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like this could be like that kind of thing. They do a smaller kind of um, like B movie take on it, like like Wolfenstein's doing with Old Blood. Yeah, and then GTA Online will grow. Mm. And there'll be like there'll be more areas added to that map, or you'll be able to get to the airport, get on a plane, and you can like wake up in Vice City. Yeah, or fly back in time to the Wild West. That, or you park your time machine. Yeah, in the past. Yeah, and it's there in the future. (laughs) That's the mechanic. Let's do it. Um, so Adam Bond has emailed in saying with all the news coming out about the upcoming Battlefront release Star Wars fanboys like myself can't help but be excited I was wondering whether or not we'll see some new Star Wars franchises come to light do you guys think we will see a few different Star Wars games coming out in the next few years yeah probably obviously well, I think so I mean they sort of done as we you know they done away what are you doing are you not in the room are you Bruce? drawing Simpsons I'm listening you're on your phone all the time <laughs> well, I'm just doodling lads please I'm doodling what are you doing? I'm listening. I'm listening to everything you're saying. Are there okay. additional Star Wars franchises coming out? Yes, there are. <laughs> um, no, like, look at Disney strategy. They're ramping up Star Wars in yeah. everything. Sticker books, young adult, um, comic books, movies, yeah. spin-off movies, TV shows. There will be definitely be a, a plethora of games. They signed an exclusive contract with EA. Mm. Battlefront's obviously the headliner, but there'll be additional stuff. Um, Absolutely. Also very exciting. In one of the, in a Kingdom Hearts mobile game yeah. that was cancelled... Star Wars characters were in that. 
So I think we are finally going to have the Kingdom Hearts. In Kingdom Hearts 3, Star Wars is there. Yeah, Star Wars will be in... It's happening. Star Wars will be in Disney Infinity soon as well, I think. Once they do that, boom. You said that. They did that with Marvel and it was a rubbish game. It wasn't a rubbish game. Like cool, the, cool some of the sets, things, though. The Guardians of the Galaxy set's pretty good. Yeah. But the... the, the, the yeah, but then you can just... You can buy Hulks. Yeah, Toys. Buy, you can I, buy, you can I, buy I, that I anyway. Suppose. I suppose. Buy that anyway. I suppose. Right, what's yours? Uh, what's yours? Um, this is from Gabriel Ward, which is a cool name. Um, Duck Hunt. Due to the mass influx of shared universe model within Hollywood... DC, Marvel, and even Ghostbusters is now a shared universe. Which franchise? No, it is. Uh, we're not getting on board with the Ghostbusters shared universe. But it is happening. Even if we're not getting on board with it, it still exists. Nah, <laughs> that's a lie. Okay, I feel like we're segueing into philosophy. <laughs> if I deny the existence of something, does it cease to be? Yeah, yeah. This week on the IGN UK podcast, <laughs> ontology. Yeah. Um, which franchise is past, present, and future? Do you feel would serve well to a shared universe model? Ooh, that's a really well, good there's that question. Well, there's that Pixar theory, isn't there? There is. There is an all uh, grand unifying theory of Pixar. Okay, yeah. um, I, which I quite like. Yeah. Um, I can't make it. It's really convoluted, but it basically theorises that they all take place in the same universe over a, a, share, a span of time. Yeah. yeah. And um, there's also that uh, Frozen cameo at the end of Frozen uh, with... Uh, uh, you know, at the end of Frozen, there's the cameo of the two Tangled. From, from Tangled. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so yeah. th- that's also yes. a thing. Yeah, I feel like Disney. The, this, Disney yeah. I feel like it is without. I think it's kind of implicit mm. or like tacit. Like it's kind of there, perhaps with some of them, because there's also the aerial theory with yeah, Frozen with as the, well. With the cam- yeah. But um, what else would be really good for it? Well, there's a Quentin Tantillo thing. That's that's they do. Been a bit yeah, theory, they do. Like, yes. Because, um, but I don't know. I'm trying to think like what would be really, really good. I quite like in the Sony games, like in um, what's it called, The Order. You pick up a little sack boy. Yeah, that's quite, quite fun. Do you like that? I hate that. Really? Yeah. Mm. It completely. I think it destroys the reality. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah. It depends on the. It depends on the cameo, though. I guess. That's not in from software. You're not going to go around in like yeah. this massive sack boy and boss. Maybe could well, be. I mean, we talked about. You it do earlier. wonder though if there would be any nods to. There must be nods to. Dark Souls and stuff in there. I, just, I don't know because or is it? I uh, I feel like there might be like a motif which is part of the studio yeah, perhaps because yeah, yeah. uh-huh. like they're pretty good that Demon Souls and Dark Souls there is a recurring character in a lot of From games called Patches mm. but. It, the worlds are different. Like again, I feel like there might be little elements. Like for instance, there's a priest you come across quite early in the game. He says the word Umbasa, mm. yeah, which is actually a word that features quite prominently in Demon Souls, yeah. and it means Amen, kind okay. of. In, yeah. um, I feel like more might be stuff like that. Mm. I think, but also I think it's part of the fun. I think people will debate it for months yeah. and months to come. Like, what are the connections? I've mentioned this before as well. There's a, a, fan, a fantasy author called Brandon Sanderson who I really like and think is great. Um, he writes lots of different. Th- um, kind of uh, collections, but they're all set in this one wider universe called um, the Cosmere. And there's different rules, there's lots of different stuff happening in there and all this, but there's one character who appears in them all, right. um, and sometimes he's actually introduced and he has speaking lines and he's called Hoyd. Yeah. Um, and other times it's he's literally described because he wears all black, and so it'll be a throwaway line like what character be walking into a dinner party it's like there were people gathered one man looking slightly out of place all in black with a yeah. long beard and so he's going to finish off all these separate kind of threads and then his final final kind of stories are going to be the stories of this guy where right. he came from 
how he moves through them all because obviously his job is to kind of protect and keep the cosmere as a whole together yeah um and so that's that, that is actually possibly the best example I've seen of it. Um, and that's brilliant. I like so the idea good. of like maybe like Freddie and Jason, that they are in the same universe now. Yeah, that'd be quite good. Mm-hmm. I actually like think Michael the one Ma- that, bring Michael Myers into it as well yeah. and have like surely that. that well, I good. think not just too soon because I didn't think the first one is if they want it to be um, mm-hmm. the Universal Monsters. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. I don't know what the execution is going to be like. I no. think when they did Dracula and Toll. I think that was in production anyway. Yeah. And they thought, let's hedge our bets, let's try. But maybe if this is good and people like it, it can be part of it. If not, it is a real mess. And I feel like something cool could have been there. Like, for instance, what was a great concept for a film? Terrible execution was Van Helsing. Yeah, I thought it was a great idea having a monster hunter Mm. and like having this. You could like draw so many universal properties. Yeah, so you own the rights to all those kind of monster makeups. Even though they don't own the rights to the monsters, they own the rights to the iconic makeups and the treatments of them. So that would have been cool. But the thing when when I was a kid that blew my mind was um, Stephen King novels. I used to read them and they all like interconnect really? with recurring characters it's all Stephen King mythology like a lot of them take place in Maine yeah. dairy, recurring cities mm. but there are like cameos that he's structured <clears throat> throughout all of them right um, where like one character will appear in I it and, yeah. like and then obviously mm. the Dark Tower series which is mm. almost like a meta account of all his mythology yeah. which is really cool I'd really like to see it's not going to happen because both of them are ended now but it'd have been good to see The Office and Parks and Rec because like it's pretty much the same production companies making yeah. like um, yeah. on them. but having those two well, the two offices were the two offices they yeah 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 because there's that thing where Ricky Gervais appears yeah. isn't it he also applies for Michael's job as well via like a little video yeah. interview which is really really good so yeah. that's cool that's yeah. good good question okay Kyle I'm sorry, I lost what I was doing there because I was trying to look for his name. <laughs> Kyla Chest, Kyle Marsden. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I listened to last week's discussion of the Apple Watch and what you thought of it. And whilst you made some good points, you, Alex mainly, were all for, gi- were all for giving reasons as to why you don't want Apple Watch, but didn't really say much as to what features you'd like to see would make it worth your time owning a smartwatch. <laughs> worth intended. your time. See, there you go. I'd like to know what you guys like to see on the device to make it worthwhile of a purchase as I'm currently debating on whether to get one or not. Yeah, should we send it like smart watches in general? Well, I, to be honest, yeah. I think the way it looks, like it looks like something I don't want on my wrist. I want something like the watches that I, I wear, like quite, they look quite classic and they look I mean, like normal really watches. Watch. One of the big reasons for getting a watch, especially a Rolex and stuff like that, is they, you know, they appreciate in time. It's an investment. You put money into it, you, when, if you sell it or pass it down or whatever, later in life it's going to be worth more than you originally paid for it. The reason I have against like smartwatches is that's not going to happen, no, you know. Yeah. Like especially at the rate, point. especially at the rate that people like Apple innovate, you know, it's got out of date yeah. in a year and a half. This yeah. thing, so that's that's why yeah. I'm against smartwatches as a personal. Yeah. Thing. But the question, what would you like what on it that would okay. want would make it cool for you or the appealing? Because yeah. it's, it's almost changing the paradigm. Yeah. We we perfected what it was meant to do yeah. in terms of like mm. uh, as a piece of mechanical technology. But people have gone back to basically just the item in general and yeah. gone, this is something a lot of people carry on you. Let's inject it with technology and open it up as a device rather than it's called a watch, you wear it like a watch. Yeah. So I can see it's a multifunctional thing. It'll just like your phone. Is making phone calls is just one thing. I can see, you've got a portable computer. I, never, I can see I never exactly. Make phone calls so it's not yeah. really a phone. We call it a phone, but I mean, I can see uses for it. For example, like you know, uh, 
diabetics can use it to monitor their blood sugar levels through the sweat. Yeah, that's not something you want, though. No, no, no. But I can see why. <laughs> but I can see why it would be that would make it useful. Or the ability to, you know, an app or something that you can link up to your kettle and press it so it oh, boils. That, that, that would definitely be a thing. I'm in. You know, and there you go. That that's yeah. the I kind think of I said stuff that last I go for. Is yeah. um, home automation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah recently, yeah, okay. I've got a sonar system in my house, and no, I've got like a Philips Hue light. Right. And yeah, I can control it on my phone, but it'd be. I think a bit more convenient using your watch. Yeah, I can't believe there's, you can't do that because you can control. There's an app to control. Oh, your, like, you would be able, you would be able to do. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying that's like I'm sure yeah. that those apps are already being designed I, for it. I, th- I that's think more useful. I think full level Power Rangers communicator. I want to be able to talk to people no, into it yeah. and actually kind of well, teleport. Yeah. Boom, right. do that and I'm there. Would you want to talk? Will you be on, able to talk into yeah. your headphones that you're wearing? No. Nah. You can make the call like yeah, that. Yeah, but you look like a badass. You look like a bouncer, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but you could do that. You could, nobody's going to stop you doing that. You could do that. You could put the microphone yeah. up your... If you up want your what? For, me, for me, fitness stuff, like, it needs to have more... Because I wore a Nike Fuel Band Plus when I was trying to lose weight a few years back. And, like, it's good, but it's there's not enough features on the reason I stopped oh, using th- it. Oh, this definitely has that, because it can take your heartbeat oh, really? okay. accurately, yeah. Well, that, that's really good, then, because I did a lot of, like, cycling and weights and stuff like that, mm. and it doesn't... The Nike Fuel Band Plus didn't really it doesn't do that. It's, it just, it's basically like a thermometer. Like, and uh, no, this has, like, whereas, um, okay. a quite detailed the pulse, do mate. Really? I don't know. I think Fitbit does is a little bit better. I think. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was looking into that, and then I was just like, oh, I don't care. There's actually a Microsoft one coming out soon that looks really, really good. So Microsoft, if you're listening, send me one because <laughs> I don't want to be fat no more. <laughs> good reason, is that? And then if you don't send it, Microsoft made me fat. Microsoft <laughs> made me fat. That's a lawsuit. Um, okay, Ross Miller wrote in and said, "My question to you all is: If you had to take a holiday to any game fictional world for a couple of weeks." Where would it be, and what would you do whilst visiting? Well, I mean, are we trying to? Are you saying that you want to actually be in the world, and you want to actually do the cool stuff? When that's you going don't, you want to go to the Last of Us, the like post-apocalyptic. Yeah. I was thinking maybe like when he's in Tibet in Uncharted, that looks really nice. Yeah, but that's just Tibet. Tibet. <laughs> I could do that tomorrow. Um, um, cooler world. Remember that when you're the little ball thing, like moving around like these crazy. It was on PS One. You're basically like a beach ball walking around these like crazy yeah. tropical world. That'd be really good. I'd like to go to Chup Chup World, Azul, yeah. <laughs> and just lick giant lollipops. But that's just me, isn't it? That's just, just me. me. Does he say go, to Rook Rook Island, to go, um, go to Rook Island, take loads of drugs, and get off with um, locals. Yeah. Does he say which one he wants to do? No, he doesn't. Ross... Yeah. Damn it. But what's that bit he says at the, at the end? he says, um, and a special shout out for the newest member of the Facebook group, Kyle Barrett, um, who never writes in. Yeah, Aww. but you can join the Duck Hunt podcast um, Facebook group by going search for Jane UK podcast. Can't believe they got there before us. Uh, no. And um, Ross, uh, we met Ross in Glasgow. He's Do a we? very oh. nice chap. Awesome. That's good. Um, uh, you're next. Um, I am indeed. This is from Lee Franks. He says, hi, guys. I wrote in last week regards to my 24-hour marathon for special effect. I don't think we gave out the... Um, charity page I don't know if you sent it but I don't know um, www.justgiving.com forward slash Lee Franks 22 so, when is he doing it? Um, he that, it? you can find that on last week's podcast yeah <laughs> so there's a lot more info I'm not going to say that uh, Jordan Hackney says Duck Hunt and also in brackets what is that about? I don't think anyone could be told what Duck Hunt is you, you just have to know 
It's a, it's a state of mind, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Last week, the discussion came up about story-driven games, and it was mentioned that someone around IGN may have played The Last of Us on an easier setting, I did that, to enhance the enjoyment of the story. I think when playing a game, the most important aspect is the gameplay mechanics. I don't. How enjoyable <laughs> they are, and trying to overcome the challenge provided in order to succeed. A story is only there to supplement that base idea, that's wrong, and can give importance or tension to it. But I really dislike the idea of gaming existing to essentially provide a story in which the player is just a passenger. To me, that seems like the point of a film. Now, you're not just a passenger, and playing Last of Us on easy isn't you just sitting there and pressing like one button. Mm. You still have to actually do things and you have to work things out and there's still puzzle elements. It just makes the, the combat is, if you're there for the combat, you can put that up and you can make it a bit harder. Mm. It doesn't make what you actually have to do to progress any easier it's just the fact that there'd be less enemies and it might not be as hard for me a classic example of that is point and click games in which you know the gameplay is really good but it's the story as well which is equally strong you know if you're just kind of randomly looking around a room to find things to like click on that's not exciting you know you have to it's a perfect marriage of the two I I totally disagree that um, story is just there to supplement gameplay I think well, the thing is, like, gaming is game. a very diverse church yeah. now, and I feel like it accommodate all these things. We have games that are pure game. We talk about that where yeah. a story is incidental, like Mario. It's pure game. What's it's the like, story of Tetris? Here mm. are mechanics. You master them, you get better. Yeah. Other end of the spectrum, there are games who the want order? to tell you a story. Who yeah. want to tell you a story, and that's the interest of the people making them. Yeah. And gameplay is it's an interactive um, storytelling experience. I think some of this... Um, this kind of disagreement or tension comes from the fact that the name of the medium is game. Yeah. Whereas literature, literature means writing. Yeah. Exactly. We yeah. don't, but we don't call it. It's like saying literature, if that was called story. Mm. Yeah. That's fair the fact that we call them games, mm. I think that goes, oh, there's no game in it. This, this um, thing though, like his point is mad because he says, I think the last of us is a great story told within the frame of a decent enough game. Is it a decent enough game? Like, the, the actual game bits of Last of Us are not that good, really, I don't think. I think the crafting right. elements, when they try... The worst bits about The Last of Us is when they try and make it into a game. They go, oh, you've got to craft this. Like, mm. that's utter bollocks. And he says, Metal Gear Solid 4 was a game that I enjoyed a great deal, but to be honest, I didn't have a clue what was going on by the end, story-wise. How are you having a good time in a Metal Gear game if you're not getting into the story? I don't know. It was still... Like, for instance... In Ground Zeroes, like, mm. even if you come to that blank, you can enjoy breaking into that base. And, yeah. And without, without knowing who all these characters are, per se. I don't think you can do that on Metal Gear Solid 4. It's such a bit... That one of the cutscenes is, like, 55 minutes long. What's he doing for that? Is he just going off? And, I know what I do. What? So anyway. Break, no, so I, 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 I think, for me, personally, I play games for the story, and they have to be as good as each other. Yeah. Um, but, like, but... But Mario, then? What did you play Mario for it? That's different, I think, because it's well, Mario. But there's no other, there's no other games that are like that. I don't think. Hotline Miami. Are you not doing that primarily for the mechanics? I, no, I play Hotline Miami for the story and the atmosphere. But, okay, attach, but pancake. Yeah. Pancake. Why are, playing, why are you playing Pancake? I have no. That's why I'm so annoyed. I just pancake. feel like it's no not idea. one or the other. It's, it's all, these, yeah, all yeah. these like different types. I feel like it because we call them games. Yeah. If the story like you go, that's not a game. Yeah. If you said like it's a wanky way of saying it, and it would never catch on. But if they were called more like uh, digital experiences, yeah. You wouldn't. It would be very hard to call out the story-led games for being story-led. Yeah. But surely that then it comes down to genre, right? As well, because like, like you know, yeah. a puzzle game maybe won't have a story, but you know. But then one of my favorite ever puzzles world. game, one of my favorite ever puzzles game, is Catherine, which has an amazing story yeah. to it because it, and that splits off the story and the actual puzzle elements really, really yeah. well. I think. Yeah. 
So, Jordan, this is a very interesting question. I don't agree with a lot of what you said, but then you put it across in a really good way. So, so well, everyone's happy. That's, then, the, that's the world, isn't it? Is this it? the last one that I've, that I've got? Yes. It is, yeah. I don't know the name. doesn't say the name. Trevinod. It's <laughs> probably not his name. Okay. So um, he was um, saying, thanks for that. Now my finger is full of gunk. Really smart trick to get everyone to clean their ears. I believe it's because you taught Rory that if you put your, ear, your finger in your ear and wiggle it around, it sounds like Pac-Man. Yeah. Everyone's just trying it. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Put well your done. finger in your there ear, you wiggle it around. Sounds and, like Pac-Man. Uh, and, and there you go. And on that note, thank you very much for listening or watching IGN UK podcast number 273. Yeah, email us anytime, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Do it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bye. Bye, guys. Slick. In a world saturated with glossy facades comes a podcast that's breaking barriers. This is Reppin. It's where we do a deep dive into subjects like belonging, to mental health, to courage, and more. On Reppin, you'll meet the faces you think you know and discover their untold stories. It's real, it's intimate, and it gives you insight into the real person behind the images. In a world of pretense, Reppin strips it all down, no filters, no facades. Learn and be empowered and find inspiration through thought-provoking stories that resonate with your journey. Every episode is an exploration into the truths and values that make us who we are. Representation, it's not just about race or gender. It's about you. Repin ensures that every voice is heard. Every story is valued. So be seen, be heard, and be represented. Listen to Reppin wherever you get your podcasts.